Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're in Season 2 of the PAL with Pirkei Elvis Treasury from our school. We are now in Chapter 3, Perak Shlishi and Mishnah Aleph, Paragraph 1. All of Israel has a share in the world to come. Shenemar, as it says, Your people are all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. A branch of my planting, my handiwork in which to take pride. That comes from Yeshaya. Akavya ben Mahalal Omer. Akavya ben Mahala says, Consider three things and you will not come into the grip of sin. Know from where you came and where you are going. And before whom you will give justification and reckoning. Where have you come from? From a putrid drop. Where are you going? To a place of dust, worms, and maggots. And before whom will you give justification and reckoning? Before the king who reigns over kings, the Holy One, blessed is he. So we have three sayings here, how we could keep ourselves in check, how we could keep ourselves in order, and how we could avoid sin. Think about where we came from and where we are going and who we're going to have to give our accounting before. So this guy, this sage, excuse me, not guy, this sage, Akavi bin Mahala, was a contemporary of Hillel. Akavi bin Mahala lived during the Second Temple era. Adios explains his greatness in such terms that no person found in the temple courtyard for the slaughtering of the Pesach offering when most Jews were present was his equal in Torah knowledge, fear of sin, or humility. He had a great stature, and it was so high that it was without any honorific title, such as rabbi or rabban. They say when a person didn't have rabbi, rabbi, or rabban was really the highest stature. So he says, consider three things. Sin is the result of a distorted perspective. Focusing on these three injunctions will enable one to develop a healthy attitude and remove many major root causes of sin from his life. Tiferes Yisrael renders day as the stems of sin, as to the stems of sin, See Uksin as well. Inquity stems from arrogance, lust, and blindness regarding an ultimate reckoning. The Mishnah teaches us how to counteract these sources of negativity. And he said these things at a time when the temple still stood and Jews enjoyed financial security. In the era of plenty, desire becomes the mortal enemy of spirituality. It is against such desire that Akavya offered his prescription. And know whence you came, where you go, and before whom you will give justification. The Mishnah first pauses the questions and then repeats them with answers. According to Teferis Yisrael, this follows a general Mishnahic pattern of first listing categories and explaining them afterwards. So let's go over to the statements themselves because it's a kind of a long commentary. So we're just going to focus on a few things. We're looking at the bottom now. Pay for the consequences. The concept of din v'cheshem would be likened to a merchant who sold defective seeds to farmers. When the seeds yielded no produce, the farmers demanded to be reimbursed not only for the price of the seed, but also for the profit they would have earned from the field that had the seeds been of proper quality. Likewise, the time employed by man for sin is not only defective in the sinful action itself, but is also responsible for the damage of potential spiritual produce that it could have yielded. 
and we're on the bottom of the other side. Hodi Klad Rav Avram, son of the great Magad of Medrash, known as the Malach or Angel, came to visit his father-in-law. All the dignitaries of the community came to greet Rav Avraham, overcome by the excessive honor and fearful of its detrimental effect. He walked over to a window and stared out at a large mountain in the distance, ignoring his guests. A young, wealthy, and rather haughty scholar whose present took affront at being ignored and sought to put the Malach in his place. Haven't you ever seen a tall peak before? He asked cynically. Why do you gaze so intently out the window? The Malach quietly replied, I am amused at how a simple cloud of earth can become so infatuated with itself that it grows into so mighty and tall a mountain. One must never lose sight of the beginnings. Know where you came from. So where you came from, from a future drop, man's physical existence begins ignominiously in the form of a future seminal drop. See, Rav, he should not become arrogant, therefore, and think he is above God's law. By focusing on his ignoble origin, man will be saved from haughtiness, which God finds abominable. Although man begins from a future drop, he has the ability to grow far beyond it. By compounding his accomplishments and building upon them, the man of today can be born of the man of yesterday. That's from Yalkut Yehuda. So to a place of dust, worm of maggots, the ultimate destination of the human corpse is the grave. Physical pleasure is but a fleeting experience. Man should be aware of the futility of concentrating on physical fulfillment for his toil only for the benefit of the magnets, really. Maggots, money, and worldly goods become insignificant when one realizes that after his temporary sojourn on earth, he cannot take them along, Surah of Yonah. King David expresses this succinctly, for upon his death he will not take anything. His splendor will not descend after him. From Psalms. Burial shrouds are made without pockets because only good deeds and act of kindnesses and acts of kindness belong to someone after death. Everything else remains behind. That's why we say a person comes in with his fence, fist clenched because he wants to try to get as much as he can. And when he leaves, the fist opens and it's an open pond because you can't take anything with you except for the good deeds and the mitzvahs. Before whom will you give justification reckoning? Contemplation of the exalted status of the master of the universe will encourage man to follow all of his dictates scrupulously. From Rambam, man could not possibly rebel against God's expectations if he is truly aware that he will have to account in front of the ultimate judge for every act and thought. Furthermore, contemplation of the retribution he can expect for his inquities and the embarrassment he will suffer should be a sufficient deterrent against sin. From Rev. Yonah. So we have three sayings that could try to help us deter from sin. Know from where you come, where you're going, and who you're going to have to talk to, who you're going to have to account for everything. So try to keep it in mind, and hopefully it will help us on the right path. Join us next time as we talk about the government we live in and praying for that welfare, because why, if not for it, what would happen here on the PAL with Tani G? And I'm your host, Tani G.